Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Average Jays podcast. I am Jay Justin Ruiz. I'm Jay German Francois. And as always, we are here to remind you of the pop culture news that you might have missed this week. First thing up, before we get into it, we want to remind everyone, and we're going to remind everyone until we're there. This July 27th, we will be at Tampa Bay Comic Con. So anyone in the Tampa or Florida area that wants to come hang out, we will be there. We're probably going to do some form of episode and or content, but we will be there promoting the podcast. But first and foremost, we'll be there promoting Jay and all his comic books and publications. So we'll have a table on the floor and we'll be there if you want to chat it up or I don't know, maybe come support us. It'll be super fun. We'll have some giveaways as well as stuff that you could buy, his books, uh, different variants and stuff like that. But uh, but yeah, that's coming up. Or 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 just be friends. We could just come up, just be friends. Yeah, just to come make new friends. Come chit chat. But if you want to learn about that as we get closer, as well as all of our other updates. You can always follow us on Twitter at The Average Jays or Instagram, The Average Jays Podcast. We always stream Tuesday night at 9 p.m. over on twitch.tv slash The Average Jays. And just a friendly little reminder, if you guys have Amazon Prime, you have Twitch Prime. So if you ever want, you have a free Twitch sub every month. So you can just go into the settings and give that Twitch sub to anyone it doesn't have to be just us but just remember you do have that free sub that goes into the pockets of your favorite streamers over at twitch so you can go ahead and use that again anyone that has amazon prime you have twitch prime and one free subscription a month so with all the housekeeping taken care of we're going to go ahead and jump into the docket right so if you are a returning fan you know that uh the two J's are pretty, should I say obsessed or just completely absorbed in the world of One Piece? It is something, it's, it's something that while we might not be addicted to it, it probably would hurt if we could never get it again. Like I'm not addicted to it because that's a that's a negative connotation. Yeah, yeah. But if it didn't exist anymore, we'd probably die. Um, I'd look like Dave Chappelle, and you know <laughs> that. Yeah, this is family friendly, so I can't you know, tell people about that. But you know, what I'm talking about. But anyway, <laughs> we love all things One Piece. We've been you know fans, lifelong fans of it, and as we've covered before, Netflix is doing a live action adaptation. Now, we finally got the release date as well as the very first trailer. So release date, it's slated currently for Thursday, August August 31st. Now, the trailer. Tell me what you think. Now, I had, it's, there's two halves to this coin. So on one half, I was like, I have a expectation for what One Piece is, right? I know what One Piece is. 
watched it forever. Like it, it's, a, it's something that I'm at least pretty familiar with. On the other hand, I did not have high hopes for this series of how it was going to look casting. Like I had no expectations with the actual show component. That being said, when watching this trailer that uh, released the other day, you know, you can see Oda's uh, influence, obviously, all the characters. I mean, I'm happy that Oda is involved in it and, you know, that he's even gone on to say that, like, they wouldn't release it unless he was happy with it. So that kind of sticks in my head. But this trailer was so, like, just like lackluster i guess like i enjoyed the cast i thought the cast looked cool i think they looked good especially for like a live action thing like i don't think anyone would have looked better you know but one thing that was in my head was the special effects of it all you know so I didn't like I thought the new ship looked kind of fun. I like how they they brought it into real life. You know, you got to see the going Mary in live action. I didn't mind how they showed it off and what it looked like with the iconic like Ram's head in the front. I didn't mind the cinematography. You could tell like there's like this golden hue. Yeah, it's a golden hue. And I've seen a lot of like foreign films seem to have that like filter aesthetic on it where like it looks almost um. It's not ethereal, but it's like almost otherworldly. You know, it, that golden hue really does. Change. Like fantasy, yeah. yeah, it makes it more fantastical. Yeah. So it changes the landscape. Fine with that. Um, I even liked, you know, we got to see really quickly the iconic scene of, of Red versus, uh, I mean, Red, uh, Shanks versus um, the Sea King. The sea King yeah. So we got to see the Sea King like come up out of the water and that actually looked pretty good. Like I was impressed with that. Now, the thing I was not impressed with was, you know, the little bit of character acting that we got, it seemed kind of corny. Like the, the couple of sentences that we got within this trailer. And then the special effects around Luffy's ability. Now, we only got to see it once. It was a, you know, it, it was a close-up shot, then it panned all the way out, so you got a big kind of landscape of it as Luffy's stretching his arm out. And it just, to me, did not look good. And that right there is a problem because he has to use that constantly. If this is, you know, it, it, this got announced back in 2020. If this is gearing up to what we think it is going to be and what we've kind of, like, been seeing like when it came to like the posters the cast um this trailer now you know they're they're tackling the first season so the east blue now while there aren't these massive huge fights right like like we've seen later on in the series there are really big fights there's a lot of hand-to-hand -hand close shots and you know we're assuming with the casting and all that it's gonna uh, culminate at arlong park right and that fight alone when luffy fights arlong is pretty big fight not only in the show or like the the series canon but like the fight itself is it's pretty big it's the first big fight that we get right it's the first milestone when it comes to the the fighting in one piece so it does not for me it doesn't bode well that his stretching 
doesn't doesn't hit the nail on the head because that's the one thing you can't mess up going forward like it's it's something that like it needs to be on point because it's so integral for the entire series i have a a question for you and you would have to kind of go back into your mentality of when we were at that age i think we were like 12 or 13 what did you think of mr fantastic stretching so the movie production so the you know the the first uh fantastic four yeah I, i mean dude we were probably like 10 and you know i saw it in the theaters and when you first see it i was like whoa his arm went under the door and like you see him touching the handle but at the same time that's no longer a novel thing so it with unfortunately with the effects that we have now and the big budgets that we have now even with the with the new fantastic well the latest fantastic four or even john Krasinski's mr fantastic exactly. it's like it's evolved and it's gotten better. Yeah, and you know we've also seen other things stretch and become like um, what you would call it, like unrealistic proportions and things of that nature. Like CGI has come such a far way since then that there's it it needs to have budget behind it to look good. And like we're not comparing it to the original Fantastic Four because it's not twenty years ago, you know, or fifteen years ago. We're not there anymore. Like, we're now here. So, I'm, I've gone from cautiously optimistic to cautious. It's like half a rung down on the ladder, right? Yeah, I I had to like do it in my head. So now, for you, being, I loved it now. (laughs) Being even like deeper in the trenches with one piece, like, how how did you feel like coming out of this? Again, I will consume anything One Piece. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you my first. Let's start with the pros. It made me feel nostalgic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it made me smile. There was I had no problems with the casting because never do no wrong. I think that's most yeah. I, some of the positive that you said earlier about the the way it looks, mm-hmm. like it's all great to me. I, I'm like that. I'm not going to take it away. Now, knowing how the story goes, this is where I'm going to get into the cons and or speculation of the cons. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to interrupt, but I wanted to correct uh, what you said before. The COVID, it's only going to be eight episodes. You know the famous scene where they make their promises and yeah. they they put their feet on the barrel. That's that's in like the fifties, like 44, 40s mm-hmm. to fifties. So that's like the last episode. So our longs should happen earlier. So I feel like if these are like forty five mm-hmm. minutes on hour episodes, they're going to be culminating. They're going to be taking chunks of major things. Yeah. So here are my negatives. Like they're going to be removing like mm-hmm. little moments. Like here's an example. I remember, in, and I remember this specifically. This was high school when they get to Thriller Bark. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those who are One Piece fans, you know what I'm talking about the zombie comes out mm-hmm. and it looks scary and it's like very slapstick. Luffy just puts him back in the ground, cracking up. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what's going to be missing from the little moments, the Netflix. Cause it's like, I'm sure there's going to be funny moments, here, but it's not going to be like that because that that's even in the manga. Like it's written in the background. Like you see that type of stuff. Um, Buggy the clown. I'm annoyed with, I'm mad that he has white, a uh, white, uh, paint on his face. Yeah. 
his nose is red and real. Mm-hmm. Like that's like his nose is red. He doesn't have like a scrunchie. That's is that is his nose. But the white face, he looks like the Joker. Yep. And I'm just like, why did they do that? It, that's all I'm going to be thinking about. What else? It just oh, and then we off air we spoke. Me and Justin spoke about how, um, and I sent you that video. You can cast the best ca- actors all day for this show. It's just the One Piece is meant to be Looney Tunes, but in an anime. Yeah. So you can't like you can do like Cowboy Bebop. You can do mm-hmm. like for a fact. Like I had no problems with it when it came to the style, the look. It was perfect, other than like story and uh, wherever they were doing with that. But that you can do. You can do those like realistic kind of stuff, live action, mm-hmm. but One Piece. That is an undertaking, and I don't. I'm just like man about it. now the the one liners that you said. I forgiving it because we're not getting a much of it. But like the one where, like, first when he says gum gum, I think it's just because his accent. He, again, in real life, mm-hmm. what I like is that each of the actors are like you know Usopp's black mm-hmm. in real well in canon. Usopp is an African character. Uh, Luffy's Brazilian. Like these all yeah. make sense. So the the accent bothers me, but then I'm so used to hearing Luffy's Japanese and English voice. So I have to kind of remove myself from that. Yeah, you gotta reprogram to make it sound yeah, okay. So, but uh and if there were any other negatives, I think and I can't give the stretching negatives. It I did that that just I chalk it up to like planet the the budgeting because mm-hmm. Netflix is kind of in a and not in a hole, but they're like losing money. Yeah. So I'm just gonna be like, I just wanted to see what they do with it, if they do a good job. Uh, all the, again, I know this is eight episodes. This happens before Chopper because I'm like, mm-hmm. if Chopper is in this, I would have been like, he needs to look like Sonic. Like, you know what I mean? So here's the weird thing because also in stills or concept art or something, we see the flag. Um, from from Chopper's art, I don't know if that is that was just like fan art or because I've seen it gone on around. I think it's or I think it's, it's like from here. Like it was a thing. a poster thing, like one you know when they released those arts, like the stills and stuff. I'm pretty sure that's where it was from. Well, we're gonna have to wait and see and how they do it. Um, again, my I'm gonna kind of bring it in so I don't so we could spend forever on this. <laughs> I'm going to watch it anyway. Mm-hmm. If it's trash, it's trash. It won't hurt the canon because I'm still going to be reading it and watching it. Yeah. Again, I like I've told, every, told everyone, and I said it before, mm-hmm. I've literally watched everything One Piece, like even commercials, little sp- I've watched everything. Mm-hmm. So, like, One Piece 3D was not great, but, like, even then, the animation was like, it, it fit because it was a 3D animation. Yeah. Now, that I had to kind of be like, oh, wait, what would that look like in live action? So this was when it came out, like, all those years ago. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, ugh. And, yeah, at the end of the day, the characters fit their suits. I mean, their costumes. They they don't necessarily look like cosplayers, which is great. Yeah. What I did get is that they're dynamic from the little that I see. They look like they, again, yeah. they, it fits. It's just... This is a wacky world. That's the only thing. And I'm not going to fault it for that. Mm-hmm. Cuz it's I'm expecting it to not look the same. Mm-hmm. 
like Alvida, the she's the big mm-hmm. woman that he fights in the beginning. Yep. From the instant he does the gum gum and then it cuts off to like the One Piece title card, you see her. She yeah. looks like a normal sized big woman. But in the anime and the manga, she is huge. Well, we're gonna, and that's another thing. For, there's gonna be for, liberties, for, right? Like, there's yeah. gonna be liberties. Yeah, you don't want to. And I think I love. I'm loving the fact they're leaning into the realistic aspect mm-hmm. because in the One Piece world, just to kind of cap it off, in the One Piece world, there's no regular like. What's the tallest person in the world? Is like eight foot. Like in our in our life, world, it's like seven yeah, it's something. Like, yeah. Okay. That. Yeah. So in One Piece, maybe eight. There are people. There are people that are like regular humans can be bigger than that. So like Alvita was way bigger than Luffy. Yeah. Okay. The tallest person who only lived from 1918 to 1914, 1940 was eight feet yeah. eleven inches. So right under nine feet. Yeah, so in One Piece, humans are can function and they're not like stilted or and they're they're yeah. they're bigger than that. And then there are other races. You got obviously mermaids, mermen, ogres, giants, like they're and humans just various sizes. Yeah. So they're not like limited. And then they're uh little people, dwarves, like and fairies. That's what they're called. The Tantata. They're fairies. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Dwarves is not a... Yeah, you're right. Uh, I'm, my head was at Lord of the Rings for a second. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's how I'm going to cap it off. I'm going to watch it no matter what. And if it gets canceled, I wouldn't be surprised. But yeah. again, I believe... And I made this call like episodes back. And I don't know if you remember. I feel like they're doing this. They're going to cancel it. And it's still going to get people's eyes on the franchise. And I'm all about it because i rather have more people into the Oda boat. Yeah, I think that's a good point, right? At bare minimum, we'll get more people actually looking at it, maybe going to the source material, whether that's the, you know, the source is the manga, but maybe they also, you know, track down the anime and stuff. So it that's the best part, is that it'll expose it to even more people out there. Um, yeah, and I mean, you brought up really good points. One of the things that resonated with me that I didn't even think about is that it is eight episodes. So in eight episodes, like you got to remember each one of those episodes where you first meet each crew member is like so important, but now they're not all going to get their own episode. It it can't, you know, if they want to get everything together. So yeah, because yeah. it's like 40 episodes divided by eight. Unless, unless you know what it is, if they do everything in five and then there's three three episodes that's not in the trailer, then that might lead to the chopper thing that, okay, yeah. then that, then like, I not. could see them ending there, like them ending at like getting to the island right before the grand line. Yeah. Um, cause yeah. then it could start off where they get chopper and then they get to the grand line and then just, I don't know where they would end the second season, but I'm just thinking of how people are listening right now. And they're just like, what are they talking about? <laughs> but, but all yeah, all I'm saying is just this, if you're a one piece fan, the trailer alone made me feel nostalgic. Again, For sure. I rewatched in a sense. I rewatched One Piece in its entirety once, but I'm in the rewatch process for like the fifth time. Mm-hmm. And then watching the live action would be like technically the sixth time. <laughs> so we'll see. Definitely a lot to look to look for, and we don't have to wait that long. Again, it's coming out 
August 31st. So just keep your head on the swivel. Let's see. Uh, let's see how it pans out. But sticking with Netflix, uh, we've also gotten a new look at its live action revival and I guess remake of Avatar The Last Airbender. So we've Netflix uh, tweeted out, when was this? June 17th. They tweeted out a teaser trailer thing and they also showed off um, a couple of different stills of the characters. Now, what is your take on this? Oh, yeah. So, yeah let's reverse it. Yeah. Perfect. I, um, there's no whitewashing. That's like my first thing. No whitewash. That's it. And they're leaning in, and that's the thing, especially with superhero movies. And since, since, uh, well, since like Reeves' Superman and Tim Burton's back, like leaning into the look of the costumes that are coming from the source material mm-hmm. works. So the fact, like, I remember in the trash version that we got of Avatar, um, or sorry, The Last Airbender, because we can't say that because of rights um of last airbender um ung's tattoo was little tattoos that make the arrow see but i didn't hate that i thought that was i didn't hate it i didn't hate it but looking at this one yeah it still works yes i agreed yes it still works so i'm not i didn't hate it but that movie was trash anyway this one we only got stills uh I love that each of the characters represent the culture that they're supposed to look like in our reality. Like, uh, you know, Zuko's Japanese. You got the two uh, uh, Native, uh, I believe both of them are Native American. I never looked Um, I think they're technically like Inuit. So like from like Alaska and stuff. Like the Arctic. Yes. And then uh, Aang's character, I believe is from like the monk tribe somewhere in the Far East. Yep. I don't know it. Himalayans or something like that. Again, we don't have much to go on, but I'm another thing. Like I'll consume, I'm not, this is not one piece level for me, but I've consumed a lot of avatar stuff, especially, um, what happens to Zuko's mom. People always ask that question. I'm Mm -hmm. like, Hey, go read the books. They're like, they're books. I'm like, yeah. Like, how do you think? Like, of, of course it's not explained in the anime, but I'm stoked for this because it will hype up. Avatar Last Airbender as much as possible, getting people to go to Paramount, watch the cartoon, which will lead us to the sequel, not Legend of Korra, which is great in my opinion, the sequel movie Mm -hmm. to Avatar that takes place between Legend of Korra and uh, Avatar Last Airbender. So I'm hyped for that. Uh, I can't wait. And and just to answer your question, I I think it's good, just from what we got. Yeah, 100%. I I agree. All of it was dope. I love the little character stills that they have. I do agree that the tattoo still works, even though it's like the color block, right? I enjoyed the the actual costumes themselves. Like, I enjoyed how they look. Yeah, it is not. It's not ripped from the show, but the color scheme was still kept, and I love. Yeah, it. and like especially Sokka and Katara, awesome. Mm-hmm. Aang, right, he does have that orange aesthetic that's kind of like uh, similar to Buddhist monks, but I don't think it's over the top. I think it, the colors were like muted just enough, right? Like that it's, yeah. that it works and it's not like bright neon orange against, you know, uh, whatever backgrounds. But 
I'm excited for this. It looks dope. I can't wait for it to... Obviously, this is going to cover book one. Um, I can't wait to see, you know, the ending where he becomes, like, the water spirit and all that. You know, spoiler alert, when he goes into the Avatar state. Um, yeah, if you haven't seen the show yeah, now... Like, I'm sorry, it's been... No spoilers, no, no <laughs> alerts here. It's, it's been a while. But, yeah, when, when that happens, like, it's going to be great. I can't wait for the the overall ride and i really i've always liked zuko's character oh, arc. in season one yeah yeah so yeah, like yeah, yeah. him like all that rage in the beginning and then you know obviously he mellows out and we see how he goes um into you know the the final moments and everything but i i really love his arc the you know the fall and then redemption of it so him and uh and uh uncle iroh i can't wait to see in live action I need to be Uncle Iroh needs to bring me to tears like the cartoon did. Like, I, I, I'm sure when I, I have some expectation the, there. When we see the first trade, I'm gonna feel the same way like I did with One Piece. It's gonna mm-hmm. be nostalgic. I've seen Avatar many times, or Avatar Last Airbender. People seeing this for the first time, you're gonna see a, a will they, won't they for Zuko and Katara, and I won't spoil that for you. Will they or won't they? Won't they or will they? Now, Zuko looks just like Zuko, like in the anime. Like he <laughs> looks just like him. That's like it's great. It's perfect. And you know what? I even like. I- I'm sure there was some crossover between the actual voice actor and uh, the character. Like they look a lot alike. So his voice actor is, um, for all you '90s babies out there, he plays Rufio in Hook. He's also American Dragon Jake Long. Um, He's done a bunch of different things. But uh, yeah, the original Zuko voice actor looks very similar to Zuko. So then to see this guy, this new actor, look like the cartoon of Zuko, like it's it was so cool. Like I I really enjoyed how um, how well they casted this. Moving on to some other uh, streaming networks besides uh, Netflix. One piece of news, which is pretty cool. Um, this happened this past week. It was announced and then literally the next day it went on. The Incredible Hulk, the Edward Norton uh, Hulk movie that was originally a part of the MCU. Then like he got recasted. Um, you know, there's been. Yeah, Universal owned the rights to. Uh, the Hulk in solo films. Yeah, the distribution so of Hulk movies. This was before Disney, too. This was before Disney yeah. and Marvel Studios was still uh, needing assistance in distributing uh, their movies. Yeah. So, yeah, like Jay said, they own the distribution of Hulk titles. So that's why we always saw him as a secondary character, whether it be in Avengers or Thor. Um, he couldn't mainline a movie himself without um, you know, things getting cut up and, and given to Universal. But I believe this actually signaled that the rights have come back to Disney, if I'm not mistaken. It did, yes. Uh, when I saw the announcement that The Incredible Hulk was thrown into Disney, and then, like, I think a day later, I saw there was the news that the rights have reverted back to yeah. Marvel Studios. So now um, everything is under the house of mouse back. Except freaking Sony, but we'll get to that in a second. So, um, but yeah, so awesome news, you know, this movie has been notoriously hard to watch because of how it is set up. Right. So if, you know, when it first, what do you mean? 
so when it first came out, like theaters and all that, after that, the only way to watch it for a little bit was if you had the Blu-ray or the yeah, DVDs, the, right? Um, and it was yeah. fun because that was, I think, the first Blu-ray that actually swapped the color of Blu-ray to green. So instead of it having a blue bar, it was green. So just yes. fun fact. Um, if if I'm right, I, I could be wrong. But no, no, you're you're right. I remember my friend uh, had it. So after that, it was really hard to get a hold of. You know, once in a while, it would go up on like movie uh, channels. You know, rosters. FX. So not even like it was like in like stars and epics and stuff like that. So it was like the premium movie channels. So now yeah. finally, um, it's has a home where you could actually go and watch it without it jumping around. So now it is on uh, Disney Plus as of June 16th. Yeah, fun fact. So you know how like we kind of like, well, you mostly are like, you're like, Erica, you got to watch all these. Yeah. Abby's watched everything except that movie because she didn't have access to it. It, it was, yeah. And I always tell them, like, I have the movie. It's just like, again, illegally. Um, <laughs> uh, and I'm like, we could put it on, but then I'm like, I have to take my USB out, mm-hmm, pop it mm-hmm. in, and it's just like, play. Now I'm like, hey, we can go watch this. And it would be a retroactive thing. It doesn't tie in. In her mind, in her like headcanon, doesn't need to tie in, yeah. but it'd just be fun to like, hey, look at this movie. This is where he was before Avengers. Yeah, it's, it's really, in my head, the way I think about it is like, you know, this was an, an originally slated for MCU. And, um, you know, it ended up Disney bought it and made it a bigger thing and, and it took off. But, um, this was originally in the MCU. They weren't able to continue it with Edward Norton and all that, but this was kind of like a proof, proof of concept for me. So this was, this was a demo of what could be in my head. So this was like, uh, the incredible Hulk. yeah, so we got yeah, the, there are a lot of stuff that happened in the background. Yeah. Like, you know, like we got money, we got, stuff. um, the Hulk with Eric Bana, right? With those. Yeah. Eric Bana yeah. back in 2003. Three? That sounds right. Um, at, look it up. and then this came out in 2008, you know, the Eric Bana movie ended with a cliffhanger, um, him in the jungle. He's, you know, he was able to get a hold of of uh, of the Hulk, right? This one picks up. It, it kind of like speeds through him becoming the Hulk. And it, it also, the way, yeah, is like you said, it seems like also like a sequel in a sense, yeah. like a spiritual mm-hmm. sequel. Because it's like, it just came out and then they're like, yeah, if you saw the movie recently or it, it's what, it's three, three years. Yeah. So it's like, no, five, sorry, five yeah. years. That's still short, and, and it can, if you really like that Eric Bana version, this would be the spiritual sequel because he was already the Hulk. And this is definitely geared towards like an older audience. So it was the fans of the original Hulk series that was such a smash hit. Like that was what this was for. It was for fans of that. So if you remember the Hulk from, I guess it was the seventies, right? So Lou Ferrigno's Hulk. If you remembered that then this is where it was. Like I said, the beginning is just a quick recap. They show like scenes that were originally shown in the Hulk series of him in the chair, getting the, the gamma and all that. It was homages to the series. And then it just kind of takes off with the, with the plot, right? He's in South yep. America. He's on the run. So like you said, it, it could almost be treated as a sequel to the original. 
to the Eric Banner one. And then we also got, you know, the biggest thing to come out of this was Blonsky. Abomination, right? Because now, just recently, about a year or two ago, he got back into the fold. We saw him in Shang-Chi. We saw him in She-Hulk. He might pop up again. We don't know. But he's now back, you know, in-house with Disney and, and, and Marvel proper. And this one, I mean, it's a good movie. There's nothing wrong with this yeah, movie. It's a good movie, yeah. It's fantastic. It, it's- the Hulk that everyone loves. Yes. Um, and you know, I have my qualms with how the Hulk ended up being, but if you want to see that Hulk, just go watch that movie now mm-hmm. that it's on Disney Plus. Yeah. Um, there's all, and I don't know if we talked about it, about it off air, and I, I know I spoke about, it, and like, is it too late to make a sequel? Or sorry, oh yeah, or technically a sequel, like a Hulk, Incredible Hulk two, like. Because uh, in the spoiler alert, if you haven't seen She-Hulk, um, he shows up with his son. Um, is it what's his name? Scar. Sakar. Sakar. Oh no, it's um, Scar from the planet Sakar. Got it. But yeah, um, yeah, that happens in She-Hulk. I yeah. Think. So I thought like that would be a thing to like look into. Maybe we revisit his time and we get a World mm-hmm. War Hulk. Oh my um, god, you know? please. Like it will be it because look, think about it. And this would be an MMO. If you can do it with Black Widow, you can do it with the Hulk. Show me what he was doing yeah. in a time period. Which would connect to why the aliens attacked him. Again, not really major spoilers. He just gets shot up by uh an alien, which in turn we got She Hulk. Yeah. That was the reason. Yeah, so there are a lot of connecting dots here that you can play with. Like, just give me, I would go see that movie. See a World War Hulk, Hulk. Hell yeah. Um, before Banner, uh, finally took over. Like, I would like to see that version. And, um, yeah. Yeah. For those that don't know, Hulk purposefully after the Incredible Hulk, um, it was a decision from Disney and Marvel that Hulk kind of be transitioned to more of a lovable, you know, monster, you know, he's, they want to get away from the rage aspects and just make it so that he's just like this big, strong thing. Basically Edward Norton's take. Yeah. Edward Norton's take much more realistic dealt with the anger management dealt with, you know, him having to learn to control his emotions because if he didn't, then these terrible things would happen. You know, we see him brutally brutally destroy blonsky the first time that they come together like he puts him in traction and then another time after blonsky gets the serum they go at it again and like we see the hulk has the capacity to do these really really bad things and you know ever since avengers we've we've seen them come away from that because banner has been in control right even with the very first installment of avengers like the hulk banner was quote-unquote, in control of his anger. So, this is, a, a, in my opinion, a better take. I, I liked his version more. I liked that it was still this kind of, like, you're almost uneasy being in the same room with the guy because you never know what's going to happen rather than, oh, you know, he, he's got it, you know? So, it it's dope. I'm happy that this is finally somewhere um, where everyone can go check it out. So, if you have Disney+, Plus, go give it a watch. It's It's definitely held up. Yes. So, uh, jumping over the streams, 
we're going to go towards Paramount Plus. So, Sonic the Hedgehog, great first two movies, right? Awesome outings. I'm actually, I've been wanting to rewatch them for the last couple days. I just haven't had the time. Um, But not too long ago, it was confirmed back when Sonic 2 was out, it was confirmed that Knuckles would be getting his spinoff on Paramount Plus. We are all spectating that it is going to be Knuckles Chaotix following the series of games, right? After Knuckles was introduced in Sonic 3, Sonic and Knuckles, then he had his own spinoff game called Sonic uh, Knuckles Chaotix with his own crew of uh, anthropomorphic fast runners. So in the spinoff, we already know that Idris Elba is returning to play so- uh, Knuckles, who he did a great job as in Sonic 2. But we also just got some updated casting news this past week. So we have Carrie Ells, Christopher Lloyd, uh, Back to the Future fame, Stockard Channing, Paul Shear, and Rob Hubel have all been added to the cast. All, all we know is that they've been added, but their actual character details have been like kept a secret, which is, you know, it makes sense. Uh, we're not getting this show until. I think it's 2024, I believe. Yeah, we're, we're not going to get the show for a little while. I don't even know if they've, they've given a full... Oh, no, it is coming this year. It's coming 2023, but they haven't announced when. So in my eyes, that's probably Christmas time when it's going to land. Because then Sonic 3 is uh, slated for December 2024. So the following year. So I, I'm super excited. I mean, they're ready. The other people that are a part of this cast, just to kind of give uh, like a little more uh, fanning to the flames. We got Rory McCain, Edie Patterson, Julian ba- uh, Barrett, Scott Kid Cuddy, Miss Cuddy, and Ellie Taylor. So in addition to Adam Paley and Tika Sumter. So it, it's going to be a, it, it seems like an origin story about Knuckles um, for everything that we've heard about. It's a, it's a journey of self-discovery, right? It's a journey of self-discovery as he agrees to train Wade as his protege and teach him in the ways of the Echidna warrior. So literally that is all we have so far. I have to imagine within like a month, we're going to start getting more because if this is slated to come out in 2023, we're halfway through the year. So they're going to start building up hype. So it wouldn't surprise me if like this time, July, or maybe even early August, we start to get more news and maybe they start putting um, faces to names. So we get to see who's going to be playing who. Seeing this list. I feel like it would be super cool if Kid Cudi was Vector, the alligator. Oh, yeah. Like, that, I think because, what's that, uh, Gecko's name for that old video game? Gex. It wasn't culture. Gex. Yeah. Like, I think of that when I think of Kid Cudi. Mm, that's actually, so that's pretty cool. That, that's a good. So that makes so much sense. Yeah. So, I'm trying to think who else. 
and I, I feel like we we actually went through this when we first got the news of the Knuckles spinoff show. We went through and we looked at the different characters that they had um, to see like who it could be. But I'm trying to think. I wonder if they just have they gotta have just characters, right? Also, I wonder if like because knowing that Jim Carrey has now taken a leave of absence from acting. He's effectively retired. He said he said Sonic 2 was going to be his last movie. There's very specific circumstances that he would want to return to any film. I wonder if Christopher Lloyd might be casted to be Eggman. Uh, oh, Eggman. Yeah, Robotnik. Yeah, Robotnik. I wonder if he'll be Robotnik or maybe even... Um, what is his, the Robotnik's like grandfather or whatever, the one that worked on Shadow, you know? It wasn't wasn't Robotnik. It's his grandfather. My knowledge on that is a little lacking. So it's his grandfather that works on Shadow, and then later on, you know, it becomes a thing, if if I even remember right. But I'm pretty sure that's what it is. But that would make sense. We have another Eggman coming in. You know, it kind of bridges the gap with, um, with Jim Carrey being gone. Um, as well as, you know, going to the story and at the end of Sonic 2, we got the last, like, scene, I guess, where they show off Sonic in that, like, chamber. I mean, Shadow in that chamber. So it'd be cool. It'd be cool to see. So lots of fun things coming up that we're keeping our eyes on. Now, switching over to something that's not fun, but we still are forced to keep our eyes on. Sony Studios has shown off its latest movie. Remember, it's not Marvel, people. This is Sony. Sony Pictures. It's Marvel Association. This is why they are able to do it. Yeah, Sony still retains the rights to the Spider-Man universe in totality. They have a 50-50 agreement with Disney and Marvel to do the MCU Spider-Man, so the Tom Holland Spider-Mans. But literally everything else you could imagine is under their umbrella. That's why we get movies like Morbius. We're going to get a Madam Web. And we just got Craven the Hunter. So, did you see this trailer, Jay? Relatively, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was. It felt like I, I was in Clockwork Orange, where they have the guy with his eyes like strapped open. It was so rough to watch, man. And for me, it was. There were so many things. Like I was like, why did they have to do this? Before I get into like. I and I have some positives, but go ahead. Before I get into details and before I get into negatives, I want yes. you to get into positives. Like what overall, like you might and you will agree you might agree with Yeah, me. I might ag- okay. I might agree with so. Okay. So go ahead, so, take the take the mic. Take the take the mic, the wheel. Jesus, please guide me. <laughs> um so we know Craven is a bad guy. Yes. Bad guy. Bad guy. The way the movie, the trailer showed it, 
and just like Morbius, it's like you got to make him a lovable character or not a lovable. Sorry, but you have to root for Someone him. You root yeah. for, yeah. I like him more in this than Morbius in his own movie because he's like he is ruthless. I agree. <laughs> oh, bless you. Thank you. Um, he is more ruthless. He is an actual bad person. Yes. And someone in the yes. movie in the trailer said, "Like, yo, you're really not that yeah. person." Because Morbius, again, Morbius was trying to be a good person, but he had his own. Okay, that's neither here nor there. Now, my thing in the comics, in every other iteration, he Craven is a human mutate. I'm gonna get a little nerdy, but it's also bear with me. He's a human mutate. He's he's peak level, so he's like Batman. So he's not Captain America, but he's like Batman. But he takes potions, herbs, in order to enhance his strength. So he can become Captain America temporarily. The movie makes him seem like he is Captain America or Black Panther. Like he moves around like a lion or a wolf. Now, if you haven't seen the trailer, and if you have, you will be upset by this logic. So when I was a kid, I was a kid. Like I was dumb. I was a dummy. I always wanted to be a superhero. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, when I grow up, I'll just get the blood of a lion and I'll just inject it. And if it's in my system, mm -hmm. think about it. It makes sense to me because I think of a radioactive spider. Mm -hmm. So if I just get a regular li lion, not a radioactive lion, a regular lion, inject its blood into me, mm -hmm. I will then turn into Craven the Hunter. Yeah, makes so sense. Basically, I mean, the science is there. It makes the science is there when you're a dummy, mm -hmm. but when you're a grown, fully, you know, man-child with knowledge, that doesn't make sense. They basically made a Catwoman, Halle, Halle not Halle Bailey, Halle Berry's yep. Catwoman, because I think she like died, and all the cats surrounded her, and then the moon was shining yeah, at the right time, yeah. and became a superpowered yeah. thing. So in this version, again, if you didn't see the trailer, Craven was mauled by a lion. And then at near death, I guess it was at that right point. They had it, they, There's a science to it. There's a, a moment in this infinitesimal of time, of seconds, that blood touched his blood and he got the powers. Now, the only positive was he's ruthless. He seems like he's going a dark path and he's going to stay in this dark path. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to think of any other positive. I think that was it. I, I, if I come up with a positive, I'll get back to you. But that was my only positive in this trailer. That he was shown as like a bad guy and he was going to stay bad. Yeah, yeah, like the way, and mind you, this trailer looked like it just showed the whole movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, he's just chasing after his dad. It's Morbius again, all over yeah. again. Yeah. Yeah, so. you know, I wouldn't be surprised if the last, you know, mid-credit scene is Morbius and the Vulture hanging out somewhere. Like, hey, kid, you hate spiders? You know what? <laughs> I'd rather, I'd rather it that and continue the theme because if you give me something, just double down, like, where, just double down <laughs> yeah. on it. Do not give me, uh, he meets Venom. <laughs> Which would be that would be a clear thing because he is uh, top of the food yeah, chain. Yeah, but double down on it. Yeah, just, just lean just in, come on. lean into it. So now, 
I feel like it gave more negatives than the positive. I gave one positive, but I might uh, join you in this negativity. So I have one positive and that's it. I have one. So the one positive I have is I enjoyed, and it's not even a full positive. I enjoyed that he has this sort of kinship with animals. So they kind of show him like in parts of the trailer, like, Oh yeah, acting with animals, and it looks like he can kind of give them direction, which I didn't it, love. It, I didn't like because that was Beastmaster. Yeah. That's Beast I didn't Master love that really. piece, but I the if he just had that kinship where like they recognized him as the alpha, as the apex, yeah, as, yes. then I would understand because he is a hunter. Even in even then, even in like yeah. cartoons and comic books, he's always with animals. Even though he he has hunted like you know everything. He um he has animals around him a lot like that makes sense for him to have yeah, that even in that that's very supernatural in itself exactly you didn't have to give me more mm-hmm. so you just went full beastmaster yep. now you took me out of it because yep. again you gave me a Catwoman movie with a lion his blood they, again this is not a radioactive lion no. this was just straight up Mufasa bled on him. And he just became Captain America. So, and and that was the issue I had, right? At that point, I, I saw a positive. I was like, you know what? It's kind of cool that animals are around him and stuff. It's not cool that he has an Aquaman-like power. And I was like, exactly. it's, like less, is, less would have been more at that point. So that's the half positive that I have. The rest of it, I thought was... I thought it spit in the face. And I mean, listen, I'm just another angry nerd, I guess. Like er- everyone who's, uh, you know, a diehard for Spider-Man or the comic books, they're going to say a lot of the same things. But, you know, it, it is not the Craven that I wanted. Now, the Craven that I wanted is the adaptation I'm getting in the game. Like the, the PlayStation game, right? Like that one that's coming out, they made him a little different. And it's weird because I I have to imagine there's a little bit of a jab because when you look at the the gameplay that we got from the showcase talking about the Spider-Man game the original person you're following looks like Craven. Yes. And it it, it almost leads you to believe that that is Craven and then yes. he's like hunting Spider-Man, but then you realize he's a crap hunter and Craven the hunter has been, you know, on top of him for hours and he never knew it. And he just kills him. He's like, you're not worthy. And then it sets him yeah. off on going to find these metahumans, right? That makes sense. That is in line with Craven. He even has like a different look. He has his team. I was cool with that. I thought that was a really good adaptation. Granted, we haven't seen it all, but I think that's going the right way. When we see this, this is like... I, it, and what sucks is I freaking like this actor is the other thing. Like, um, he's a good actor. Aaron Taylor Johnson is good, man. And he's even good. Like, I had qualms about it, but looking at him, he's believable as a young Craven. I can see this. I even like the casting of Russell Crowe as his dad. Like, I was like, okay. Yeah. Seeing them together on, seeing, well, at different points on screen, Russell Crowe acting in this looks, it, to me anyway, it looked forced. It didn't look great. And then once we got into like, you know, Lion's Blood got in him, I was like, all right, fine. Like, g- give me that. Okay. And then we see that ugh, the biggest negative that I had 
was that I felt like he was unnecessarily over the top. Like, there were so many times where I was like, they're just doing that for, like, effect. Like, to make you in the audience go like, oh, like, and it's too forced. When he, like, rugged. <laughs> when he rips that guy's nose off with his, with his mouth and spits it at the camera, I was like, what are we doing here? Like, yeah, so now this is not even a nerdy thing. So, like, for example, like, actors, uh, again, Jared Leto to me is a good actor. Yeah. Most people won't think that, but I think he's a good actor. But people won't think that because they will think of the Joker, a different thing. They're beholden to these crap movies. Yep. Yeah. Or possible crap movies, because we don't know. Craven could just be a great movie, and we might just not like it. I'm still going to see it. I'm not paying for it, so I'm going to see it anyway. It's the same thing um, with Morbius. I firmly believe there's a good Morbius cut out there. Because when you see that movie, yeah. there's... Oh, and you saw it, yeah. too, right? There's like, it's very abrupt like, in the cut. There are things in that movie where I'm like, wait, why didn't they finish that? Like, that could it could have been something. But it yeah. it is just it won't be like rushed. Zack Snyder's Justice yeah, good, yeah, but yeah. it would. But it's salvageable. Yes, and I have a feeling this is going to be like that too. Yeah, so I, it's not. Yeah, these are good actors. This is this is not a nerdy thing as well. That if you look look at it, take a step back and you look at the company. Sony's like we got to. They found the loophole. No. They don't have to use Spider Man in order to keep the rights. They just have to make a movie with the Spider-Man world so they get to keep the rights. So that's a big F you to Marvel Studios because it's like slowly but surely they're getting the back. At some point, this isn't like, yo, just give me it. Give me the money. I mean, give me give me Spider-Man. Here's the money. Yeah. And they'll make that back soon. It's Disney. And on top of that, you know, they're making money with these movies. Morbius didn't lose money at the box office. Unfortunately, I wish it did. Like, Craven is not going to lose money at the box office. It's not. So, you know, I, I think... I stick with Venom. Venom was cool. I think superhero fatigue actually helps with these kinds of things because people are looking for a one-off adventure where they don't have to watch 30 other things. And they, and you know, that superhero aesthetic. This is that. You're getting a movie that is bite sized from a trusted company, has elements of things that you know, right? If you know about Spider Man, for the most part, you're going to know about Craven and stuff. So you'll have the background knowledge and you're going to go in and it's a nice popcorn flick, a lot of action. This one's going to be like bloody and stuff. Like it, it scratches the itch. Yeah. Like I remember when I saw Venom 1. Yeah. I enjoyed it because it was something different. Yes. Um, Same. Yeah. And then Venom 2 was horrible mm -hmm. because they really, they pulled a, well, they did it first before for Love and Thunder. But they're like, we like this. Continue that. Yeah. Um, but Venom 1 was good. I enjoyed it. It wasn't perfect. The nerd in me wasn't raging because um, Spider-Man wasn't first. I'm like, honestly, I would like to see this different take. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah. Yeah, and you know, and they're also capitalizing because Marvel is has been introducing the multiverse, right? All these different universes that exist at the same time. In Doctor Strange, we got, you know, when was it Doctor Strange? Or was it might have been Spider Man No Way Home actually? When we got the sky when it was fractured, and we yeah. got to see all the different kinds of villains. Craven was one of them. 
Rhino was one of them. Scorpion was there. Like Rhino was also in the trailer. And that's the other thing I'm going to get to. So they're capitalizing off of this because it's like, okay, Marvel's doing this. We can align with that and just show off other stories in the universe, which is something the fans are asking for, whether it's Marvel or something like Star Wars. We want to see other stories within this massive universe and they're giving it to us, but they're giving, you know, in our opinion, like fans of the medium, right? We're getting like subpar product. Yeah, like, no. And then, look, give me a Morbius movie, just do a better job. Give me a Craven, just do a better job. Don't just pump it out. Yeah. Because to me, again, I don't see it as, like, you're kind of answering, like, oh, I'll give you something different. That's great. But then you're also slapping Marvel Studios in the face because, like, we're not going to give this back to you. Yeah. We're just going to keep making these trash movies, and you're not going to get it back. That's how I see it. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, I could get mad. I could write a strongly worded letter. It's going to go in the trash. I'll just do my own thing until one day I'm in the business and I can shut things down. Yep. Or of course, correct. You know, the biggest thing that's also another eye grabber and like seat filler in this case is that it's rated R. People want rated R superhero movies, right? Yeah. The success of Deadpool told us that's what people wanted. We got Venom, which is, I think, was great. The second one was crap, but first one was good. And now we're getting Craven, right? It's going to be super bloody. I'm sure there's going to be cursing for no reason, but like we're, we're, we're getting that. You know, it has to get better, but we're getting there. Now, the very last thing, which is one of the last things we saw in the trailer, like we just mentioned before, was Rhino. That upset me to my core. Now, I don't know how they're going to tell this stupid story. I know it's stupid off the bat. I know it's stupid because when I saw him take his freaking blood sugar, like he had diabetes and then he immediately turns gray, like grayscale from freaking game of thrones. Thrones. I was like, what is happening? And it made me think, is he going to be like a skinny rhino? And there's the other piece. I was like, what is happening? And then he's like, oh, oh, is it just don't you know why they call me the rhino? And I was like, oh my uh, God. And then I was like, is this something that he could turn off and on? Like, why do you have that nickname? Oh, re- like, and I don't even care if it was like um, a mutation or something like that. Like, like sort of kind of like the lizard, right? Original. Hey, I, again, talking about doubling down, I'd rather a rhino bled on him. <laughs> <laughs> like, original stories, right? Um, so the original lizard character, Kurt Connors, he injects himself, you know, he, he blacks out, becomes the lizard when his arm goes back and all that crap. All right. It, fine. But, like, I, I need it to be more believable. I don't know. Like, it was just well, super you, weird. Now, now you're going into the point where you're talking about believable in a fictional world. So I, I, I see guess. what you're saying, but you know what we're going to have to say right now? It's going to have to wait. It's just weird because something like, you know, originally the rhino bank robber in a suit. That's all it was. Well, well, before he gets like his suits because it's part of him. Well, yeah, then he That's gets like, uh, it's like he can't take it off. But originally, he was just a guy in a suit. Fine. We don't want to do the 
60s version, all for it. I get it. You know, later on, we find out it gets like, um, whatchamacallit, like, I don't even remember, but somehow it gets grafted to him, his skin yeah, becomes like, rock yeah, hard, yeah. and he uses the, the actual horn on the suit more as like an appendage, where like he's actually using it like a rhino. Fine, cool. Then you have the ultimate uh, version or the uh, Amazing Spider-Man version from the movies where he's in a mech suit and it's a, a, again like another criminal, but he gets his hands on this technology and he's in a suit. Dope. I'm fine with that. Now for him to take a drug and then become the rhino, like where his skin turns gray and stuff, like, is he going to be skinny? Like, is it going to look weird? Like, I don't know. Once I saw that, I was like, oh man. Like they're to me, they did a twofer. They're messing up two villains for the price of one. And I was like, geez. You know what they're gonna do? Make a rhino movie. I I I hope not. They can't. You know why? Because if they are doing the Sinister Six thing, they gotta crank them out, right? They can't afford to give each one a movie. So Rhino's in with Craven. We got Morbius. Vulture's a part of it. That's four. We got four taken care of. But that, and, but that still doesn't make sense because after um, Strange closes the thing, does first of all, Strange didn't uh, Vulture didn't get snapped back into unless he's stuck right there. Again, Jay Don't trying he, to make a believable thing in a in a fantasy. No, world. no, I'm not not a believable. Just it has to make sense to No Way Home's rules. Oh yeah, I guess because remember, like Toby and Andrew went back to their world. Yeah. And then it's like, why did Vulture like you know what I'm saying? Like, how did that happen? Like, there was there's still no explanation. Yeah, yeah. And then I remember seeing a thing that before we end this because we're there was a thing like why didn't Toby and uh, Andrew glitch when they were in the MCU world, like in the across the Spider Verse yeah. or into the Spider Verse? But then someone was like, probably because it was a magical thing, not like a scientific a forced, thing where like universe jumps. Yeah, exactly. They were like, it's probably because magic is natural. I was like, mm. Mm, that makes sense. That would make sense. But again, how did Vulture go into Morbius' world? Like, that was the thing that's not answered. And the- so the rules are not, and the thing, Sony doesn't have to talk to Marvel, but if you're going to do something like that, have that conversation. I mean, the, the thing that makes sense for me, that's a quick answer, is he ended up stealing a bracelet from. Miguel O'Hara. Sony Animation, they don't have to answer anything because they're doing great. Don't touch that. But that's stay in your the, in Miles' world. This is what I'm saying. Sony proper could just be like, "Oh, we're using this. Like this is our get out of jail free card. Like he just has one of these bracelets, or he escaped from the Spider Society thing when they tried to take him in. Right? Like that's it." One line, one line of dialogue, and they explain it away. <sighs> but yeah, no. Well, you know what it is? That, that would just save Morbius. I want Morbius to burn. Like I want the film reels to burn somewhere. So, <laughs> so we got we got four taken care of, right? They can also pull Jake Gyllenhaal out of the ether, and he's the fifth, and like he's he's Mysterio again. Now who's gonna be the last one? I mean. You could say Venom. I mean, I don't know if they're going to bring Shocker or whatever. I don't think he's care. Like, I don't think he matters anymore or um, Electro. So, I don't know. 
this is this has been Sony's ulterior motive. Obviously, you know, building up the Sinister Six in the background. I'm sure we'll get a nod to the next thing at the end of this, but man, Craven is looking rough. I'll say this though. If this is the only way to bring back Andrew and kind of fix Mm -hmm. it, I'll allow it. But that's just, that's just like, I'll allow it. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna speculate. I'm not gonna theorize. I'll just allow it if that's what they're aiming for. And they're just not talking about it. If that's possible, I will take back everything I said. He's still alive, so things are possible. If that's if that's where it goes, if that's where it goes, if somehow Sony is like, we're gonna have our own Spider Man, and guess what? We're bringing back Andrew. Fine, fine, do whatever you want, but give me something I want. Don't give me this basura that you're throwing at me. <sighs> so after that long and passionate talk. We're gonna, we're gonna jump over to the world of video games. A uh, couple of items here. First one up, pretty big deal. Um, if you've been playing video games for I don't know the past almost thirty years, you're synonymous with EA games. So it's in the game. Yeah, it's in the game. So that's EA Sports. It's in the game, but we're talking about EA Sports as well. So EA Games and EA Sports are officially splitting up. So there's been some internal shakeups and splits that are happening amongst the leadership, and they are officially going to become two different companies. EA Sports will retain its name, EA Sports. It's in the game. And EA Games is transitioning over to EA Entertainment, almost kind of giving you the, I don't know, it's giving you the mental image that they're trying to look beyond just the gaming world. right? Because entertainment is... It sounds very abstergo. Yeah, it, exactly. Yes. It sounds very everything. You know, TV, movies, music, games. It's entertainment. Anything that entertains. So, you know, EA has always been, like, I think for a really long time. And I think recently they kind of broke out of it. They've been one of the, like, biggest. I'm trying to think of the word. They've. They've been touted as like the worst place to work many times. So not only that, but they've also had really, really bad press with gamers and the culture in general. They've they've been known for their loot boxes, microtransactions, their pay to win uh, aspects of different games that they've had. You know, some of the biggest offenders being um, Star Wars Battlefront when that game first came out and it was like loaded with microtransactions. They had to walk it all back. Like it was a big deal, and that's just one out of a bunch of other ones that they've had. But yeah, they've been synonymous with this whole microtransaction and and the growing pains the industry has gone through with all of that. So, so EA is definitely splitting up. Uh, so Laura Miel, the previous EA uh, chief operating officer, will take over as. EA President of Entertainment, Technology, and Central Development over at EA Entertainment. And who was it? Vince Zampella. No, wait. Cam Weber, who is, uh, he originally started out in the EA games like Madden and stuff. He is going to continue to run uh, EA Sports. 
So it's it's a huge reorganization. Apparently, like EA also has um what should we call it? Uh it has some ownership over different properties. So right now they're working on a Star Wars game. So Star Wars the Old Republic that is actually shifting off to a third party now. So it's no longer gonna be in house. That's so weird to me too, because it's like Well, I guess because I'm thinking of like Lucasfilms uh games, but what kind of game is this? This is a remake? Um yeah, it's the remake of the original Old Republic. Oh, okay. So then it has nothing to do with like current timeline and canon. No. This is under so, I guess yeah, the legends. But yeah, so EA Sports will be retaining stuff like the F1 series, PGA Tour, Super Mega Baseball, um, Madden, NHL, and their college football uh, series, which is getting a reboot. Then EA Entertainment will have studios like Respawn, Dice, Ripple Effect, Ridgeline, which does Battlefield, Full Circle, which does the skate games, Motive Studios, um, Bioware and EA Originals. So they'll also be taking over the mobile game space. So Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes, I've seen that before, and Lord of the Rings Heroes of Middle-Earth will all be retained under EA Entertainment. I wonder, like, that's such a big split, too, because it's so, I think you said it was so one-sided, because if if we're looking at the company, like, they were bad working conditions, and then something happened where there was a split, like, so it had to have been like it was the sports side versus everything else. Like yeah. there was that shit was so weird. Um, and there's no other information on that. That was just that's it. I mean, it it doesn't seem. It just seems like it's a business decision because apparently they're still making money. Um, you know, both sides because um, what you would call it. I I missed for EA Sports. They have the FIFA games. FIFA and yeah. Madden alone move the numbers. You know. So if EA Entertainment's going to have all those other studios that push out like more AAA games, right? Like yeah. fine, because then you got EA Sports that have, you know, racing sims, sports sims, like you're getting the college football games back, which were a big deal. So it's all that stuff. They make money, you know, apparently FIFA 23 pushed them to earn $2 billion. Like, I don't think they're they're worried yeah, about, about that game like five times. <laughs> I don't think they're worried about money at all because remember, like the FIFA games. Um, not only is the mainline FIFA series a big deal, but the mobile FIFA game is huge, and it has just as much um features as the as the regular game, like the console game. And on top of that, there's microtransactions and stuff. So, yeah, it's it's pretty massive. So. I, they're just touting this as like a reorganization. Apparently, they're saying we're building the future of interactive entertainment on a foundation of legendary franchises and innovative new experiences, which represents massive opportunities for growth. That's that's what they're saying about it. This is a growth opportunity. They're splitting so that they can, I guess, tackle more with less bureaucracy on the inside. Yeah. So, huge deal for gaming. This is a pretty massive split. Definitely bigger than I've what we've heard in a couple years. 
you know? So, talking about a massive update, Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk 2077 gets a huge patch. It's finally... Is it 2078? <laughs> it's finally becoming the game people want. It's fixing all the bugs. And we're reporting on this because it comes right before it's a new DLC that we spoke about last week. Yeah. So this is this is the reason. This is why, you know, they're taking care of this because they want people to get back into the game. So they want to get people who had that sour taste in their mouth after literally buying a game that they couldn't play. Um and now, you know, they're fixing all these bugs so that they can get people back in with the new DLC. So with the new DLC, there comes another ending as well as a oh, I forgot who it was already. Was it Idris Elba? I think it's Idris Elba joining the cast alongside yes. Keanu Reeves for this new for this new addition to the game. So we're gonna want, you know, those relapse players plus new players coming in. And when you get those players back, and when you get well, players in general, when you get a higher you know influx, you want them to be able to play in your space without any problems. So apparently patch one point uh one point six three addressed several dozen issues still present in the game, including bugs that stopped progression, text that appeared the wrong way in mirrors, and misbehaving photo mode filters, and more. So, the biggest one there being, you know, bugs that stop progression. Literally, you're stuck in a state of a game. That sounds like a, you know, a soft reset yeah. <laughs> situation. You gotta turn off. Yeah, like, I, if you were, if you still had the PlayStation 1, boop, gotta play it again take this guy pop it back in that kind of uh annoying stuff but uh question well i guess you you're saying that so when it was first announced this was years 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 ago but when when i kind of picked up on it i was like oh this looks cool because they only had a uh cinematic trailer and then there was like a like a game trailer and i thought it was cool and mm -hmm. i was like oh i want to get it yeah and I guess what turned me off about this game was that it was not third person. Mm. Um, I thought they would give you the option and I found it still weird. It's so weird to me that you can customize your character, not just boy or girl, like literally everything. But I, I as the player can't enjoy seeing my character the way it mm. looks like I can play like what game am I thinking of? There's, there's a lot of games that do it, but. Why can't I enjoy seeing my character look like, like even with a Jedi survivor I can change his outfit and I can enjoy looking at the way he looks. So with cyberpunk, you're only in first person. The only time you can enjoy that is when you pass a mirror. So I thought that was weird. Yeah. And they have the technology to do that where you can go. And so when you go in the car, you're in that car form. So that means the camera can pan back and it lets you see the, the subject that you're controlling. So I'm like, it's weird. Yeah, it, it's not like back in the day in like the PS2 eras where like the workaround for something like that was literally to not make the model and all you made were the hands and like face stuff, right? Yeah. But nowadays they make the entire models. It's all collision based, right? They, they have all the physics in there. So all it is is the change of the camera, right? When you look at something like GTA 5, right? Yeah. They implemented it, um, retroactively like after the the game was out for a while they implemented the first person view 
I think it was. So they did yeah. it backwards. But um, even Fallout 4, Fallout 4, you could do either one. Yes. So, you know, there's games can do this. Cyberpunk definitely can do this because it's rendering that full model at all times. And, and, so, dude, and that's why I just didn't get it. Like, I, that was the one thing that stopped me because I was like, I, I'm not a big fan of first person. Um, like sandboxes, like I know f- those games are popular. Skyrim, Fallout, like they were popular. Yeah, I try to play Fallout. It's not; it wasn't for me. But if you're gonna get me in the sandbox, I think the third person would have got. Yeah, I, and I, I was like, oh, I'm gonna get Cyberpunk, and in lieu of all the crazy stuff that it, issues that it had, that was the thing that stopped. Yeah, and I mean, you're right. I didn't even think about that because you know when. When it came out, it, it came out on different versions of the consoles, but the one that was yeah. literally the only two the that Pro. were playable at the time were the PS5 version and the Xbox. Wait, the yeah. And the Xbox. Because it was a, I got it for the PlayStation 4 Pro, which was the best at the time, was the best thing. Well, it, it, the PS5 was already out when it came out. So apparently the PlayStation 4 versions wouldn't even boot up. Like you couldn't get past the menu. Um the P- the Pro maybe like maybe if you had a Pro yeah, it would pro be for sure. it would be better. But yeah, the the PlayStation 5 and the the Xbox Series S, I guess, whichever one was the top one. The PS5 and that one, those were the ones that were like playable. You were actually able to go into the game although they they were riddled with bugs. You know, so it's really rough after a start like that because it's not like your game was completed and people just didn't like it, like a No Man's Sky kind of deal. Like this was a Mass Effect Andromeda of like you went in the game and it was nearly unplayable. And, you know, they've done their stuff to kind of get that ground back and give the game that they want. But think about it. It's been out a year, two and they're still addressing these games, man. Like, there's, I mean, these uh, these bugs. They're addressing dozens of them. It's been out. Okay, it's going on. It came out December tenth, twenty twenty. Pandemic times, you know, and that's obviously hurt it as well. You know, getting these patches out, but you know, this this is rough. You know, seeing something like this almost three years later, you know, two and a half years later, whatever it is. That um, they're still addressing game crashing things and stuff that stops your progression. Those are massive bugs that people fix on, like, you know, with like day one patches and stuff nowadays. You know, you're talking about two years later, you're getting to these bugs. That's rough. And, you know, I, I commend them for getting to it and, you know, at all, but then also getting to it right before we see this DLC release because hopefully this will be the kind of breath of fresh air that the game needs. Now, would you get it? Like, if they announced that you can go third person, like, would you buy this game? At this point, I would say no, because, or I would get it if it was like cheap. Okay. But with the way my life is going, uh, hopefully we get really famous and we can not have work. I can <laughs> get it and play. And my thing is just playtime. Yeah. My my gaming only goes for popular games right now, mm-hmm. so it's gonna be Jedi. So stuff um, you know Final you're going to like, right? Yeah, like Final <laughs> Fantasy. I After Final Fantasy, I don't even know if I'm going to even... Because I think by the time I'm done with that, Spider-Man is dropping. Oh. I'm kind of exaggerating, 
but but still, yeah, I still have I still have Zelda that I, I haven't bought. Like I know it's always going to be sixty or seventy, whatever the cost is, but I'm just not going to. I don't want to spend the money where I know I'm not going to play it. Yeah. So my answer is yes and no, but it's more leaning towards no because I know I'm not going to touch it. Yeah, I get that. And then talking about games that are coming, we just got an announcement today that Nintendo yep. will be uh, hosting a Nintendo Direct tomorrow. So June 21st, if you're live, you're hearing it here. But if you're tuning in later, it would have already happened. But June 21st, Nintendo has officially announced its next Direct. It's We know that it's going to be about 40 minutes. It's going to be taking place at 10 a.m. Pacific. No. 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern. And there's a lot that we can speculate here. We don't know what's going to be shown. So, like, you know, literally, it's it's potpourri, right? Like, it's, anything's up for grabs. We do know yeah. for sure we're going to get Pikmin 4. Because Pikmin 4 is coming out in, like, what, a month? um, Or two, something like that. We know we're going to get that, you know, whether that's extended g- gameplay or just like a overview on what's to come. Yeah, it's coming out in literally a month, July 21st. So we know we're going to get more on that. We've only gotten the little teaser that they put out last week where it kind of shows the character customization for the first time in the series. So we're going to get that. People are also like amongst the rumor mill talking about um, getting some updates on the Pokemon DLC. That they announced at the previous Direct. That kind of makes sense. They want to follow that up. We haven't gotten the DLC yet. But the first one. I think is slated for fall. Maybe. Or the end of summer. Can't remember. But it's coming up. So it, it would make sense that they're going to do it. It. I mean. We could also see DLC for Tears of the Kingdom. They did the same thing for uh, Breath of the Wild. Uh, we got two pieces of DLC. Right trying to think i think those were the only like rumors that had been seen like floating around there i think we're probably gonna get and i almost like want to bite my tongue but like metroid prime 4 i know everyone says it for every direct but it makes sense that we're gonna get it we haven't seen anything for quite some time but i think we're gonna get this apparently there was a, I mean, spoilers if you want. There was a leak that showed off the next Super Mario Maker. And it was Super Mario Maker 3D, which allowed you to make your own versions of Super Mario 64, Sunshine, Galaxy, and Odyssey. So it, it had packs of different things that you could put together to recreate levels or make your own on the 3D environments. Now, I don't know if that's true. I can't imagine that, you know, this is the platform that we would get it. We would get it in a direct like that. But I, I don't know. I have a feeling this is just going to be updates for things. I don't know if we're going to get any big announcements. Now, next week when we cover it, I could be, you know, completely wrong. And we could have got the next Star Fox game or like, Metro Prime 4, or I don't even know, like Donkey Kong. Yeah. The next Smash Brothers. Like, I have no idea. But for the summer one, I have a feeling that it's going to be just updates, you know, kind of like the run of the mill, you know, small announcements, maybe some cool stuff, 
but I can't imagine we're going to get anything too massive. There have also been rumors for months now that, you know, we might be getting uh, the Wind Waker or Twilight Princess Zelda remakes or ports for the Switch. I didn't even play, uh, I didn't even get to play the, the last one that came out. Skyward Sword? I started it. Yeah, I started it and just turned it off. Um, that's like the only quote unquote mainline one that I never played was Skyward Sword. Yeah, so there's that. And then there's also stuff where like, I guess like swing for the fence kind of things are a Star Fox game, an F-Zero game, because we haven't seen it forever. I have to imagine that we're going to get a look at a new 2D Mario game. Because we haven't had a Mario game for a while. They did the uh, Mario 3D World with Bowser's Fury, but there hasn't been an addition to it yet. One thing that I do want, and I, I know we're going to get it, it's a shoe-in, is Mario Kart update. They made, they made those character co- icons back when the movie dropped. It's been quite some time now, and there's been nothing else. We'll get. We'll obviously get the new track pack or whatever, but we're definitely gonna get the characters. We need to play, actually. We yeah, we haven't played in a while, but I have to imagine that that is like a shoe win that we're gonna get. I want the movie character versions of them to be in there. Um, give me something funny or random, like give me the the Luma that's like all about death, or give me Cranky Kong. But anyway. That's happening tomorrow. Keep your ear to the ground. Maybe stay off social media for a while if you can't attend it. Remember, again, it is 7 a.m. Pacific time, 10 a.m. Eastern. So mark your calendars for that. And that is the last piece of video game news that we have for this week. So, Jay, do you want to take it away with what you've been reading, watching, or playing? Watching, reading, or playing? Um, I'll start with this because this is most recent. So I watched The Flash. Okay. Um, thought it was good. It it did let me down in the sense that so I had no high expectations for the movie. Mm -hmm. You know, my expectations for the current movies are just like whatever. Yeah. So for Shazam, Aquaman, I was like, what's the point if we're going to reboot the whole thing? Yeah. Flash to me was the only one I had expectation for to be like, what is, what, how is this movie going to reboot the, they didn't really address it. I, I, and again, mm-hmm. this movie was shot a long time ago, so it's not yeah. like they were going to address it. The way it ends, it makes me think that, okay, the reboot happened because also you're, you're keeping Ezra Miller. There are a lot of people out there that think this is a great movie. I don't think it's a great movie. It was enjoyable. There was a lot of Easter eggs and cameos. Mm-hmm. Like, I think you definitely would like. I and I and I tell people like, you should see it, but don't go in there with high hopes. Um, I like. I would say definitely see it more than I thought. Like, remember when I saw Shazam? I mean, not Shazam. Uh, Black Adam was one where I was like, you gotta see yeah. it. At the time when I didn't think there was a reboot happening, mm-hmm. I was like, you got to see it. Now that there is a reboot happening, you don't have to see The Flash, but if you want to 
go watch it, which I, you're going to see it. Tomorrow, I was supposed to see or... it the other day, but um, uh, I ended up not being able to, but I'm going to see it. Yeah. I'm going to. Yeah. So like it's, it's, it, it nostalgia. It's, and I'll say this and you've seen the movie. It's, it is the flashpoint movie or comic, but obviously things were moved around. No. So like, obviously it's not cyborg. It's the super, the powered house is Supergirl. Uh, instead of Thomas Wayne, it's still Bruce Wayne, but it's Keaton. So things were moved around. As a film story kind of a thing, me and my boy talk about it after, where it's like something is missing, like plot wise, or not plot wise, story arc wise for one of the characters, mm-hmm. or it was just like, it seemed like it's a very Marvel thing. And that was a thing. It was a very Marvel thing where it was like, oh, this happened. And then it kind of like concludes the movie. Yeah. And it was like, Okay, and then then when I sat there, I was like, "There." And mind you, it's a lot of good moments chunked into a movie, mm-hmm. and but it's yeah, that's all I can say for it. And and then it's funny, and I'm kind of don't I'm gonna kind of finish it off, but it reminds me. I just saw this meme or some some yeah meme. Someone was like this. It was a picture of a it was a stick figure drawn of a of a person. Uh, representing DC, mm-hmm. and it's just like, oh wait, this didn't make a lot. And then Aquaman, Aquaman made a billion dollars. It's first movie yeah. to make a billion, but then it was like, this didn't make a billion. So it's like, hmm, Aquaman too. I think we need to stick with Aquaman. <laughs> so, um, but I don't think that should be the case. I, it was just a funny meme. Mm-hmm. I'm just waiting for James Gunn's and Zaz, uh, Pat, uh, well, why I'm afraid of his name. Saffron. Saffron. Yes. James Gunn and Saffron's. Um, that's what I'm waiting for. Um, I can't wait for the cartoon, the, the animated, the yeah. TV shows, the all those things. That's that's what I'm waiting. Well, we're getting waiting for. like we're getting a lot right coming down the DC pipeline. So, well, and, and yeah, there, there's still leftovers from the. I guess the Snyder. I hate using Snyder. It's not technically his world, but the Snyder world. Yeah. And uh, supposedly Blue Beetle is part of that world, but part of James Gunn's world. Yeah. Technically the first movie, but the actual one to kick off will be his Superman legacy. Yeah. Um, now, I went on the tangent there. Um, watching, uh, so me and Gabby are watching uh, Jury Duty. Did you tell me about Jury Duty? Because I heard it from someone. I don't think it was me, but I've had my eye on it. So we watched it. Is it good? And we didn't finish it. It's episode one. Like I was trying to do some like work, but it was like on. But I was like, let me stop doing it. It was funny. It's it. It's not like the office, the parks, parks and rec. Like it's not the mockumentary, mm-hmm. but it is. So like, but it apparently yeah, like, that one person is like didn't know it was a show. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So. Everything about it is fake mm-hmm. because think about it. The the one of the actors I've seen him before in the Sex Lives of College of College Girls. Okay. I knew he was an actor, so I was like, okay. So then, if he's an actor, that means that everyone in the room is an actor. Because then there was another guy that he's in Parks and Rec. You'll recognize. Yeah, and, uh, he's like Sewage Joe. He's yeah. yeah. He's. I was like, he's an actor. I was like, and then James Morrison is supposed to be like the actor yeah. that. So it's like to throw people off. Um, so he's the only one. Because I was like, wait, is he an actor? But he's like the only regular person. Yeah. So it's funny. It's funny as heck. Like, I 
we and it's like it's nothing that's overtly funny, mm-hmm. but it's just so funny. But you're gonna you're gonna lose your mind when uh, the defendant's lawyer produces the animation of the crime scene. <laughs> I can't even tell you because it was spoiling. Watching it, well, you and you and Erica go watch. It. <laughs> um, it's eight episodes. It's on Hulu, so you right? Guys can, no, uh, Amazon. Amazon, Amazon. Okay, it's on Amazon. Eight episodes. They're short. They're like 25, 30 minutes. So you can you could knock that out in a day mm-hmm. if you guys have the chance. Uh, me and Gabby got to finish. It. So I'm watching that. Took a slight break on like my Tartakovsky's shows. Um, what else am I watching? Disney. Plus, uh, I caught up on some One Piece episodes because I let it stack up because this month One Piece is uh, taking a break manga manga wise mm-hmm. uh, because of the eye surgery. What else? What else? What else? I don't think I'm watching anything else. Finishing up How I Met Your Mother for the umpteenth time. Uh, reading. What am I reading? Uh, no mangas, no comics right now. So I don't think I'm reading anything. I'm reading scripts that people sent to me. So I guess I'm I'm there now. I made it. I'm reading people's scripts. It's pretty um, cool. Right? Uh, and then playing Jedi. I didn't even get to play this week, barely last week. So when I went to see The Flash, I got a story. And you know this part, too. So I forget the that big alien that that creature that sticks his tongue out in Jedi. Oh, the the frog thing. Yes, Carlos kept saying the name, and I'm like, I can't pronounce that. Just that frog thing. So, to me, in my personal opinion, it's the hardest thing <laughs> ever. So every time I kept I kept dying. So before I went to see the Flash, because I was like, oh, I, Flash is like. The movie was like in like two hours. I put an hour time. I was like, I'm going to be petty. I'm not going to continue with the story until I beat this damn thing. Carlos gave me a tip because he's like, oh, and I was like, he said he beat it. Mm-hmm. Like It was like a day before. He's like, I beat it. He's like, oh, I used the blaster stance. I was like, okay, I'm going to use the blaster. So I kept running in, kept doing that whole thing. Every time I died, kept running with the blaster and my claymore. I love the claymore, but then I also got it because I'm like, it has high defense. Yeah. And of high power too. But it's too slow. So like every time I used all like my blasters, because I charged it up and took a like large amount of life, then I would switch the the claymore and then I was like, oh okay, I kept and I kept dying. I was like, oh okay. So then I was like, let me just revert back to the normal one. So I kept dying. I was yelling. I'm it's me and Cece in the room. I'm yelling <laughs> out guttural. And I was like, okay, it, again, it's the I forgot I could do this. Yeah. It's jumping side because there's the red move where he like does this ready to pounce at you mm-hmm. and i'm just like bro i'm holding O. when you hold O, you're supposed to automatically dodge but supposedly that's the work for that attack so i jump and double jump and dash um but i finally beat him so now i can continue with the story nice happy for you and that's it stressful i got a gray hair you know that came from that but yeah, I think that's it. That'd be it. Okay. Um, in terms of 
watching, reading, playing, watching. I I started New Girl the other day. Um, again, just like it's one of my background shows. The big thing that I saw was Transformers this past weekend. Transformers: Rise of the Beast. Amazing movie. Is it gonna win any Oscars? Probably not. Was it a fun time? Absolutely. That movie was another movie where it's like it's movie magic again, right? I think they did a great job in giving a story and characters that were fun to to watch, and it also gave you enough to kind of cling to. It wasn't just like fun for fun's sake. It was it was a good time, a good story, and like executed well. So the things that stood out to me, you know, it, it sucks to say. But the animation was f- beautiful, like flawless. But unfortunately, in this day and age, it's like we're kind of we come to expect that. So it's it's not even really like a point of pride. But it looks really cool. I loved, and you know, we spoke about this back when the trailer dropped. I love that you can see pretty much where each. Uh, it's gotten better. Well, not only that, but you can see where each like robot falls in the timeline oh I so like in the movie you can see the ones that are g1 80s like you could see that the g1 transformers you can literally pick them out of the crowd then you could see the ones that have like the heavy movie influence so like optimus and bumblebee heavy michael bay influence from you know the original shia labeouf movies then you can see stuff like the brand new ones to the film franchise right so the beasts they take on their own version of the Beast Wars franchise from 2000. Now, they did such a good job with keeping that, like, animal robot thing, but making it believable for the modern era. Um, it, it was just super cool to see all the different ones, like Optimus Prime on, Optimus Prime being on the screen at the same time, you know, seeing the different, like, uh, the ways that those two leaders who are essentially the same person, how we see them interacting with their perspective teams is really cool because this Optimus, you know, remember it's still a prequel to the Shia LaBeouf movies. So this Optimus is still like a little younger. He's going through the things that make him Optimus Prime. So it was it was really nice to see that kind of stuff. Anthony Ramos, I thought was great as a, you know the human lead. I absolutely loved the soundtrack. If you are a a fan of New York or East Coast rap, especially 90s era, obviously, this this movie does take place in 94 in Brooklyn. If you are a fan of that, you will absolutely love this soundtrack. They did such a good job bringing some of the classics back. Um, You know, they even dipped into some 80s rap. And I feel like it was so well done for each of the scenes. Especially when you get like, you know, the big fighting scenes where everyone's fighting at the same time. And you got this really cool soundtrack going off in the background. It, it, it just lends itself very well. It, yeah, I had a really good time with it. Some things were a little corny. Um, I thought that it left off, you know, the cliffhanger mid credit scene was a really fun thing. And I was like, that's super cool. I hope that means, you know, there's something else to come in. I won't get into spoilers or anything. There was some... Yeah, yeah. I was about to literally blurt out a spoiler. And 
it would have it would have not to a spoiler if I said, but I'll say I'll tell you off it. But you know, there there's like fun there's fun stuff in this movie, and I would totally love to see Anthony Ramos come back to like re- you know similar role or something like that within the Transformers universe. Um, I don't know if there's room for that to happen, but I I, I would enjoy it. Yeah, it was it was just really cool, and I enjoyed what they did with it. They gave it new life. There was some stumbling, especially when it came to the human characters. There's always is um, with the Transformers movies, like uh, the woman who plays opposite of Anthony Ramos. I felt like she wasn't fleshed out enough. There was some motivations. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, yeah, it was she was uh, not a plot device. Well, yeah, she, she was, was just two dimensional. She she didn't have a lot going yeah. on. Like there yeah. was no real motivations for her. She was she was put there so they're like, oh, we can find yeah. just to move the story. Yes. So and those were some of its weak points, but all around, great movie, super fun, and I will say, the first time you hear Optimus Primal say. Say maximize. Oh my gosh. If you Your inner kid was like my inner my inner child was literally I I passed out on the chair and my inner child broke out of my chest like an alien and screamed and then came back in and I came back to life. It was such a fun moment. Um yeah, so that was the big thing that I watched. Uh I'm sure I've watched like smaller stuff throughout the week, but nothing of note. Mmm. Uh, I don't read. I'm illiterate. And hmm? I said no, I'm illiterate. I I think I'm. I've gotten to the point where I'm slowly forgetting. How do you how do you function as a human? I think I'm slowly for, forgetting how to read. Uh, <laughs> I forgot who told me this, but you you read pictures. I think it was one of my coworkers had said. Um, you know, from New Girl, Nick Miller, played by Jake Johnson. He he oh, says yeah. this one thing one time where he's like. He's afraid that he doesn't know how to read and that he's just memorized a lot of words. And yeah. I was like, oh my God, that's so true. So I, maybe, I remember that exactly. Maybe that's how I've been getting by. I've just memorized a lot of things and like it's muscle memory. But, oh my God. Um, and then playing, uh, I've been, like I've been telling you guys the last couple of weeks, I've been taking a big hiatus from like bigger games. So Star Wars, I played a, maybe another hour or two. Like uh, you know, a couple days last week, uh, I haven't really gotten too too far. Like I I got the blaster stance, and I'm a little further than that. But um, I I, I had cut it off. Uh, I haven't returned to to Zelda yet. I've been playing. I think last time I spoke about playing Lego Jurassic Park because it was I mean Jurassic World because it was on sale. I finished that up, and I've been playing 2K23 because it's free on or it was free. I don't know if it still is. It might still be free yeah, for this month. I'll look into it. It was free for the month of, of June on uh, for PlayStation Plus. So I got it on, on my PS5 and I've been playing that. I got to the point where, like, you know, I've been playing my career and I got to the point in the story where, like, my character has gone from ass to good. So now when I was, like, literally it took, like, there is an exact point every time when you play my career where, like, literally you see the shift. Like, there's one game where you'll struggle to be on the court for more than two minutes so you can make a basket or two baskets, and then the next game you drop 30 points, and you're in it for the entire the entire game. 
So literally that happened. And ever since that happened, it's been, you know, progressing smoothly. Um, there was one night last week where Erica was like, dude, you got to chill. You're going to have a heart attack. I was screaming. I was hitting things. I was so mad. Playing 2K. Dude, I was so freaking mad. Because as anyone who's an avid 2K fan can attest to, the 2K nonsense that will happen in your game is ridiculous. So I had got caught on a quest in my player, which typically doesn't happen, right? These, these quests are made so that you can progress the game pretty easily. I got caught on a quest and I got caught on it because I was against a team that was like way better than mine, like way better. I only was was able to do this quest in this game. So if I didn't do it in this game, it would give me a game over and I'd have to restart and like try again. So I couldn't go further. Like I could quit out of it, but like I couldn't progress. So I had to do it in that game. And it just so happened that I still was like, I didn't have a lot of minutes in the game to play. So in your career, you know, when you're a rookie, you have to kind of like prove yourself to get more minutes in the game and then you become a starter. So it was before I was on the starting five. So I got like three minutes max in the game to do the quest. And the quest was something I had never done yet. So I was getting (laughs) three minutes total to accomplish this thing. And it would be like, I would get close, right? And I'd be like, all right, cool. It's the third quarter. They're going to sit me down. They're going to put me back in in the fourth. Psych, the computer just wouldn't put me in. The game would end, and I'd have to restart this thing again. I I was playing that, Jay, for hours. At least, bare minimum, four hours. After that, there was no problems, but <laughs> that makes sense to why whenever I see these videos on like IG or TikTok, when like the girlfriend feigns like, oh, I erased your game and these guys get tight, dude. And I'm talking about just the story mode, like you, the amount of work you have to put into 2K, it's the only game you can play to get there. The amount of work to get your guide to like a level 99, which is, you know, the the ultimate, like, that's a, you know, you, you're you're, yeah, that's your overall rating in the game. To get there, the amount of hours you need to put in, the amount of games you have to play, you have to play online. You have to, like, you have to play this game inside and out. You got to remember, like, you also are making these shots. So you have to time everything right. You have to know all the moves and stuff. And it, it's a it's a job. Like you, you work at it. Like this is a, a part-time job that you're not getting paid for. So for someone that if I was on that grind, like if I set that goal for myself and I was like, and somebody decided to erase it, that's where I'm not talking to you for a long time. If ever, because that is, it's rough, man. It is rough. It is. a is. It would be as if you set yourself, you're like, okay, this year. I'm going to watch all of One Piece. And at the last hundred episodes, somebody went into your brain and erased everything. And you had to start all over again. 
it I don't want to be mad at that though. <laughs> I mean, but if you were now, trying you, to do it in a time a limit, because remember, you also have a time oh, limit time. on this. You have to do it within. Well, technically, you have to do it before the next game comes out. Because when the next game comes out, you got to oh, yeah. do it all over again. Yeah, facts. Yeah. Okay. I think One Piece was just a bad analogy because I'm like, maybe I One Piece was bad, but like, <laughs> oh, no. or like it, it would be like like writing a book. You get to, yeah, you get to the last chapter someone and someone burns it. Yeah, yeah, it's like that. Oh, you didn't have a backup. I handwritten it. Like, it it's a lot, man. You really have to. You really have to work at it, but yeah, I mean, Marvel Snap in the background every once in a while and Fortnite. I started uh, the other day, like the season, the new season started, the Wilds. So I finally like jumped in and I, I was playing the other night. And um, Optimus Prime is the big character for this chapter. So got to make my way there. But yeah, that's it. Um, with that, I think we're going to wrap it up. We'll. Yeah. Oh, I'll say one last thing because uh, we did it actually two weeks now in the month of june uh happy pride month happy pride month like, absolutely yeah. right yep uh, and then juneteenth was yesterday but happy pride month we didn't even acknowledge that we do apologize i apologize justin i know i apologize uh but i want to leave a quote that a fictional character said in lieu of the love of one piece uh mr tubon clay great character fantastic if you guys ever get the chance to fall into that world, he is a queer character who basically said something along the lines. I'm, it's not going to be verbatim. I'm going to butcher it. You know, a person may, you know, someone may stray from being a man or stray from being a woman, but they can never stray from being a person. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, remember that quote. Uh, and again, happy Pride, Pride Month. Be nice to all your people, no matter what color, creed, or religion that you are, or or whoever you're talking to or interacting with. Be nice. Kill them with kindness. Kill everyone with kindness. What did I say last time? Like murders people with kindness. Murder. Literate them. <laughs> so yes, absolutely. Happy Pride Month and kill them with kindness as always. Um, we're gonna be back in a couple minutes with a, another episode of Change After Dark. So just stick around for a couple minutes uh, while we set that up and uh, we'll see you in a bit. Thank you all for, for dropping in on this one. Bye. Bye.